What's up, guys? Episode five of the Inner Athlete Podcast. And I am recording this on the very first day of the 2020 CrossFit Games. I feel so completely out of the loop on what is going on. Um, I don't even really know that I fully understand the process, other than I know that they're going to be moving on to a second CrossFit Games. I believe that they're actually going to be top five from this is going on to an actual in-person event. Um, either way, I'm like super excited to be able to sit down later on today and, and watch some of it hopefully and into tomorrow. But today's podcast is actually not related to CrossFit. However, you guys all might be CrossFit athletes or not, um, and could actually utilize this for your own performance, for your own training purposes, um, or for your own goal purposes. So today I wanted to talk a little bit about the, the one thing that all diets have in common. And, um, and I think that there, that there is a huge misconception about macronutrients and I'm going to call it macros for short. Um, you know, and, and it really is the one common denominator in every single diet out there because macronutrients are a part of our daily diet, regardless of what diet you're on, you are taking in macronutrients and your diet is actually manipulating those for whatever reason, for whatever, in, in whatever way to get you to hopefully see some sort of results. So what the heck is a macro? Basic as fuck, right? All right, let's just kind of break it down from the start because I feel like even though you might already know what a macronutrient is, let's kind of just start from basic so that you can maybe put aside all of the stuff that the media is talking to you about and and all of the things you see on Instagram and all the things you see in articles and, and hopefully maybe give you a little bit of a better understanding as to what you're actually reading and what you're actually absorbing. So what is a macro? Well, macronutrient stands, just like I said, for macronutrient and macro being large and nutrients being obviously the stuff that makes up of our, you know, of our food is they're required in large amounts. So all three of our macronutrients, which are protein, carbs, and fats all have calories in them. So, you know, protein is going to have one, I'm sorry, four calories per gram. Your carbohydrates are going to have four calories per gram and your fat is going to have nine calories per gram. So to give you an example, if I had 20 grams of carbs on my food label, that would mean 20 carb, 80 calories, because 20 times four is 80 of that product is coming from carbohydrates. So when you're looking at a food label, hopefully that helps you make sense. So if you see where it says like three grams of fat, 18 grams of carbs, six grams of protein, each of those macronutrients has calories. That's how they come up with a calorie, um, calorie amount for that product. What is a calorie? Very simply, a calorie is a unit of energy. And it's important to understand that calories matter because our, the calories we take in are what's going to give our bodies energy, our body energy. Too many calories, excess calories get stored as body fat or for storage for, actually it's not really body fat, but energy for later use. Too little calories and our body is going to burn off excess energy. And then if we find the sweet spot of taking in just enough calories, but not too much, we're going to be in calorie maintenance, calorie balance. So calories matter. That's what I want you to get from that because that's how our body is going to change. So if you are trying to lose weight, gain weight, or optimize the weight you're at, um, body composition changes and all that, calories matter, number one. 
but the macronutrients are what make up those calories. So now you can see that macros isn't really a diet. It's literally just what makes up our diet. So in reality, it's, it's the one diet that everybody follows, regardless of what you think you're doing or not. And I'm also drinking right now. So guys, not anything alcoholic. Actually, it's my pumpkin, homemade pumpkin spice coffee drink beverage. So if I take a sip like I am right now, mm, I might get quiet for a second. All right. So like I said, we've got protein, carbs, and fats. You know, your protein, once again, um, four calories per gram. Those are going to be essential for like, you know, muscle repair, growth, things like that. They also are, you know, used for things like immune function. There's a bunch of other things they do, but main thing I want most of you guys to get out of this is like, that's what we need for our muscles to grow and repair. Carbohydrates are your body's primary and optimal source of energy. So when you're trying to build muscle, you're obviously going to the gym and training. Um, so you want that optimal amount of calories from carbohydrates to make sure that you're getting enough output. So if you've got more energy, your body's going to be able to work a little harder in the gym. And then they also do some other things. So they're also good for like regulating digestion, making sure your body's getting enough fiber. Um, and they actually will help your body absorb some of the amino acids a little bit better. And this is really important for those of you, little tangent, who like to take the protein shake post-workout. Uh, a little side note there is that if you're taking in that protein shake and you're not making sure that you're getting in enough carbohydrates with that shake, you're actually kind of wasting your protein because in a scientific or on a molecular or chemical, whatever you want to call it way, um, when your body is deprived of glucose, which glycogen, which is what happens after you break down muscle tissue after a workout, it's going to be looking to repair and restore that, I'm sorry, restore that glycogen, glycogen fast. And so what will happen is instead of that protein that you're taking in being used for muscle repair, your body is going to try and convert it into glycogen first. So your $50, $60, you know, tub of protein is now being used like $5 glucose tablets. So if you really want to get the best benefit from that post-workout, you should be taking in carbs and protein together and hopefully something simple. Just a little tangent for you guys. Um, and the one that I haven't mentioned yet is fat. So fat, uh, the most caloric of all three of our macronutrients. So meaning there's most more calories per gram in that than either of the other two is fat. Every gram of fat has nine calories. Um, and that's going to allow our body, like I said, to store energy for later use. It's good for hormone production, production, um, healthy cell membranes, and also some of our vitamins need fat to be absorbed. What I wanted to mention about this as another tangent is that a lot of people like to think about um, going low carb, high fat. From a calorie standpoint, because most of those people are trying to lose fat, if I know that one gram of fat has nine calories and one gram of carbs has four, and I'm going on a high fat, low carb diet, what do you think that means in terms of the amount of volume of food I can eat? It's probably a lot less because if I have 10 grams of fat, which is as simple as not even a whole tablespoon of oil. So if you think about the oil you put in your pan for eggs, that's 10 grams of fat, that's 90 calories. 10 grams of carbs, which we can call that a rice cake, is only 40 calories. So you can see where you can kind of get into trouble if you're not watching macronutrients and you're just going kind of like by the, by the seat of your pants. So like I said, my macros 
it's not a diet at all. Um, but counting macronutrients can can sign up can play into a dieting protocol. Um, it's really the way to optimize the results of your diet. So this isn't to bash or or promote any specific diet, whether it be high carb, low carb, or anything. It's just to understand it to make it more effective. If you're counting your macronutrients, you're going to see better results. So if you are doing a low carb ketogenic diet and you're not really counting all of your macronutrients, you're not ensuring that you're getting enough protein and you're not ensuring that you're not getting too much fat. And that's often why people are seeing a lack of results after their first couple of weeks on a ketogenic diet. If you're one of those yo-yo dieters, because you lose that initial weight pretty quickly, just from the fact that you're not getting carbs. And that's not because you're losing fat. That's because you're losing water because carbohydrates get stored in your muscles as glycogen, which once you're depleted, you get dehydrated. So, um, so that's why ensuring that you're counting those can help along with on the vice versa. If you're going on a high carb, low fat diet, once again, knowing that you're getting in enough protein, um, getting in the right amount of carbohydrates and not too many watching how your body responds to that and being able to, to make adjustments along the way. So it becomes a really good tool because if something's not working, now you know how to tweak things. Now you have some awareness. If you're starting a diet like keto and you see, oh my gosh, I'm eating so much fat. No wonder I'm not losing weight. Now you can make adjustments to that. You know, if you're trying to optimize performance and you find that you're feeling kind of sluggish, you can increase some carbohydrates, see how your body responds to that. Do you feel better? Do you sleep better? Do you recover better? You know, so it becomes a really cool tool for making sure that you are able to control your results. Um, it also, like I said, because all of our macronutrients have calories, is going to ensure that you're getting in, you know, the right calorie balance for your goals. So versus just cutting calories, you can cut back on specific macronutrients and let that help you be more compliant with your nutrition plan because now you can manipulate where you're taking those calories from. So there basically are, are different purposes, which is going to relate to the different compliance factor or the margin of error, I'll call it, for macronutrient tracking. Um, so let's just say that your main goal is performance goals. So that's somebody like me. I want to optimize my body's ability to perform, see how much strength I can gain, see how good I can feel, all of those things. So I'm really tracking my macros to ensure that I'm getting enough energy, um, but not getting too much overflow. So I don't want unfavorable change to my body composition. I want to try and stay around the same weight, putting on a little bit of lean mass in a slow way um, without seeing negative effects on my body composition. I would say that that's more of an aesthetic performance line for me, because if I was purely performance, I probably wouldn't care as much about my body composition. And I would be primarily feeling for performance, which would be, let's just say, I'm getting ready for a competition. And my main goal at that point is making sure that I feel amazing for the event. So I will be eating more calories than I need most likely because I want to ensure that there's enough in the tank. Whereas if I'm kind of going through the day by day, I'm probably more like finding that blend of the two because I want to be happy with how I look, but I also want to perform the best that I can. For fat loss, um, you know, it's going to ensure that you're going to have, like I said, better compliance with your, your diet because you can manipulate the way those calories are changed. You're not having to choose, I'm going to cut out carbs altogether or I'm going to cut out fat altogether. I can find the blend of the two and ensure that I'm getting enough food volume in to make me feel full, uh, but not too much of a macronutrient or too little of a macronutrient to make me get cravings. 
Now, obviously in a fat loss phase, you are going to be hungry. That's just part of it. Um, but you know, knowing that you can kind of optimize how much food you can eat by ensuring the right blends of those macronutrients is super helpful. So a lot of times in a fat loss phase from, for a healthy metabolism, I'm going to push fat down a little bit, push carbs and protein up a little bit, because I know that those foods are going to be way more satiating. I can get more food volume in, um, and fat's very dense. So it's going to be like a little bit more, tr it's, it's going to trick the body into thinking you had less to eat, even though calories were the same. Taking a sip. Don't judge me. I guess you can judge me. All right, here we go. Muscle growth. Um, this goes very much in line with performance and kind of like where I'm at as well is like, you want to make sure you're getting in enough carbohydrates to be able to push it in the gym. You also want to ensure you're getting enough fat to repair, you know, hormone function because your hormones need to be healthy in order to build muscle. Um, you also need enough protein to rebuild muscle. So there's so many reasons why just calories and just eating whatever you want isn't always the best way to optimize. It's not saying that that doesn't work, but it's not the optimal way to get that the goals that you want. And then the last one is going to be for health. Um, so this is kind of like, you know, a good, a good, a good case in point is somebody with, maybe with some like cholesterol issues or, you know, blood sugar regulation issues or something like that. You can dial in your macronutrients along with food quality and, and actually find that some of your underlying conditions might go away without any medication or any doctors. So, um, optimizing, you know, the right makeup of that is something that can really help you. Um, and I hate saying the word on, um, but I know I say it a lot. So, you know, those are like the four, I guess there's probably a lot of underlying ones I can kind of go into, but those are like the four basics that I'll get is like either like performance or building muscle, fat loss or body composition changes. And then like just for health and longevity, like those are like the three things I find. Um, and, and honestly, I can plug Jason Phillips here because he, he brought to this book, the coaching space, the triangle of awareness. And that being that there's like three, there, there's like three points, right? You've got your aesthetic focus, your performance focus, and then your lifestyle client. And, and that's kind of very similar to that, maybe with a little bit more specifics. So why the heck should you track macros, right? Well, we know that there's some benefits. And like I said, you don't have to track macronutrients to see progress. However, if you want to optimize and completely control your results, it becomes a very, very, very good clear-cut tool. You can't manipulate numbers. They are what they are. If you're doing everything right, then it's just you changing things out. So um, one of the things I think that people don't talk a lot about in terms of macronutrient um, tracking that I'm going to bring up is one of the biggest, and I should start by saying one of the biggest um, reasons or resi uh, resilience from it is it's it's hard, that it requires too much time or effort. And in reality, what I find that is I actually think that that's a reason why somebody should do it for like 30 to 60 days, because a lot of times if that person is saying it's too hard or it's too much work they're probably very much putting the back burner to anything to do with their nutrition. And so if you can bring that to the limelight for a short period of time, you might find that your results with your nutrition program become way more successful from the fact that now you've been forced to focus so much energy and effort into it. 
And it really doesn't take that long to learn how to track your food and weigh out your food, but people can become resilient to it or resistant to it because of the initial work it takes. It's learning a new skill. Um, so that's why I do think macro track, that's one of the, the main benefits I think from the longevity of a diet is that if you can learn how to ha- like harness in on that stuff, like you're going to be successful at everything because now you have the, the tool that you need for everything. Um, and like I mentioned, it, it gives you complete control over your nutrition. You know, you also are going to learn how your body feels best. So with my clients, I have a client tracking sheet and, you know, they will log things like how they're feeling, how they're sleeping, if they ate out. And if I can look at the relationship between their numbers and their feedback there with their macronutrients and the scale, now I can really learn a lot about how food is affecting not just the scale, but how they feel along with if they're higher stressed, how that affects their compliance with their macros and how that affects the scale. So I get so much data from people that are really dialed in and I will share that with them because sometimes they don't have that awareness and it's like, Oh man, that is awesome. I never thought about it like that. Another really underutilized benefit of macronutrient tracking is I'm going to play devil's advocate here and say intuitive eating, because I think intuitive eating the way we think it is, is bullshit. People think intuitive eating is like eating whatever you want and stopping when you're full. And I'm going to say that that's not what intuitive eating is. And I'm actually writing this down because I just thought about something else that I wanted to add is, um, you know, intuitive eating is knowing what your body needs and eating that intuitively without a second guess or a thought. And I'm going to say right now that people that think that they're intuitive eating usually are not they think that when they go out and they're like, I'm having whatever I want, that they're eating intuitively. Nope, they're having whatever they want, not necessarily what they need. And I think that people that track macronutrients for a long period of time become very intuitive and in tune with what their body needs. So when they're not really thinking about focusing on numbers and and scale weight or weighing food out on a scale, they actually become very in tune with when they feel good. Like, nope, this is exactly what my body needed. So I think it can actually bring you closer to intuitive eating than further away if it's used appropriately. So those are just some of the benefits. I mean, I think the number one benefit is just giving you complete control over, over your results. And there's not a guess. If somebody says, I don't know why the scale's not moving. I don't know why I'm not getting any stronger. I can look back and say, well, look at what you're eating. Let's try and change some things up. If there's a guess or anything like that, then, you know, now I have variables that I can address first and then troubleshoot the macronutrient breakdown, you know, but there are some prerequisites to it. And that's kind of what I'm going to segue into now. And I'm going to take another swig of my coffee. Hmm. Guys, I found this pumpkin spice almond creamer at Target of all places, and it's amazing. That with a little bit of sugar-free cinnamon vanilla syrup has been my treat. And it's not even fall here in Florida, but I mean, I guess it's whatever. It is what it is. It's our fall. All right, so let's talk about those prereqs. Um, And this is really for like any diet if you want complete control over it. You need to be learning food portion sizes and tracking the amount of calories you're taking in, hands down. You can use an app, you can use paper, you can use an Excel sheet. I don't care. But like, that's the that's the prerequisite skill. So 
the first week of working with me as a nutrition client, you're doing that first. I need you to start weighing out your food. I need you to start tracking your food. I need to know that you know how much you're eating in volume and how many calories you're eating. That's it. Those two things need to be need to be done. Once you master those two things, the next step is going to be easier. But if you don't master those two things, everything else is once again, you still have variables. The next thing is learning your body's calorie needs. So do you know what your body needs in terms of calories to maintain its current weight? And then for some people who have a considerable amount of weight to lose, this is probably where I'm going to stop per se for the most part is let's just focus on overall calorie consumption, keeping you compliant. And, and then we'll go into the next step, which is getting in enough protein. So, so you got your, you're tracking your food, you're weighing out your portions. You understand your calorie balance, how much your body needs to maintain. And then we're going to be manipulating that based on your goals. And then you're actually the next. And then the first thing you're doing in terms of like dialing in macros is like, are you getting in enough protein for your body? And for most people, rule of thumb, somewhere between 0.8 and one grams per pound is ideal. If you've got a considerable amount of weight to lose, I would say shoot closer to ideal body weight. Um, and that would be a better place to start. You know, the other, op- the other, you know, population that might be a little bit different is um, endurance athletes do do have higher quality or do have higher needs for um, protein. Then you're just balancing out the rest. And for, and for, there is a prescription that I would use to kind of a calculator slash formula that I would use for this. But for you guys listening to this, what I want you to get is somewhere between 40 and 60% of your diet should come from carbohydrates. So if you're knocking out, you know, you're a 135 pound female, we'll just call it 125 to make it simple. Um, and you're going to go with body weight protein. That's 125 grams of protein times 125 by four, because there's four calories per gram of protein. Now, you know, that about 25 to 50, 500 calories comes from protein. Then you're just balancing out the other two. Somewhere between 40 and 60% is going to make up your carbs. Somewhere between 15 and 30% is going to make up your protein or your fats. I don't want to get too deep into that because that's just going to start to roll into a whole nother podcast about calculating macronutrient breakdowns for people. But basically what I want you to get out of that is the prereqs. I'm going to rephrase, rephrase them now. Learning to track and weigh your food, understanding calorie needs, protein intake. Those three things should be that. Then it's kind of balancing out your macronutrients. Some are around 40 to 60% from carbs, some between 15 and 30% from fats. Now, when it comes to actually dialing those macronutrients in, that's going to be the next thing. It depends on where you're at and where you want to be. Another sip of the coffee. I hope it's not bothering you guys. Like I said, this podcast is so unfiltered and I kind of like it that way. I mean, I might grow and be like, well, I'm going to eventually add some music and stuff. But um, So it really depends on how dialed in you want to be. Now, like I said, if you have a considerable amount of weight to lose, you don't need to be dialing in the macronutrients. You know, like for most of my clients, they know that the most, the best results, I'll just back up for a second. The best results is you're hitting your macronutrients within five grams. So if your goal macronutrient intake is 180 grams of protein, you know, 250 grams of carbs and you know, 70 grams of fat, you should be no, not outside of five grams of that. So like 175 to 185 protein, 245 to 255 carbs, and then like 65 to 75 fat. That would be optimal. 
you know, now if you're not looking for like fast progress, I want to see everything. You want to dabble into macronutrient counting, but not feel so obsessed. That's when it's more so like giving yourself that margin of error. And, you know, if you do have a considerable amount of weight to lose, that's okay. I would tell people that have, you know, just the ambitions of getting used to it and kind of like not really needing super good focus. The number one thing with you is that you should make sure that you're not having big swings up and down on any macronutrient from day to day. You should still be pretty routine. So you don't want to go from eating 250 carbs one day to 100 carbs the next day, because chances are that's probably going to lead you to go overeat carbs the next day. So you should be kind of finding a level balance from day to day. And this is also another, actually another benefit of macronutrient counting is it's going to teach you to balance out your meals better because you're going to be wanting to watch out for those big ups and downs in it. And I will look at a, a nutrition client's journal and say, Hey, well, like your breakfast only had 10 protein, but your lunch and dinner had 60, you know, no wonder you were so full later in the day and so hungry earlier in the day. Like, you know, balancing that stuff out is most important. Or if they eat all their carbs in the morning and not at nighttime, no wonder they're getting hungry at night because they're running out of carbohydrates later in the day. Um, if you are looking for basic optimal health longevity, you can probably have a little bit more, you know, leeway as well. So think of it like this for those of you that are in that, in that realm of like a lot of weight to lose health and longevity, probably within more like 20 grams of your carbs and your proteins. And then within about five to 10 grams of your fats. So that would probably be a better idea for you there. Um, now, if you are looking for what I call like the 10% gains, right? You're looking for shredded body. You're looking for abs. You're you're looking for optimal athlete performance, athletic performance, you should be within five grams. And in fact, I do think that it's a good practice for everybody for like 30 days to give themselves like that. I'm going to try and be spot on for 30 days because it can help you. And then 30 days is just a blanket number. You can call it 60, 90, 20. I don't care, but like enough to really build structure into your day and build structure into your meals, because now you're going to have a lot easier time knowing you know, because right now, as I'm saying this, I'm sure that there's people on here that are, are wondering, well, well, how do I get 180 grams of protein? Well, that's why tracking helps, because now you're going to learn to associate foods with their protein numbers and their carb numbers and their fat numbers. So as you've done that over time, because we all are going to have common foods that we eat, we'll learn how to know the amounts without actually having to have a calculator. So it becomes an, an amazing way for you to segue, like I said, into intuitive eating, into more flexibility in your diet. So that's why I personally think that macronutrient counting and calorie counting can hands down play a huge role in your success in whatever dietary protocol you are using. So this one's a little bit shorter. Thank God I was able to get it all in under the 30 minute cap on my thing. So I don't have to record two, but I wanted to take some time to talk about macronutrients. And if you would like a little PDF copy of all of the information that I went over today, feel free to shoot me an email at um, nasonation16 at gmail.com. And I will put that in the show notes for you. And I hope you guys all have an amazing week. I'm looking forward to episode number six.